welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com, even if you're not local. Maybe just come through here and be like, you know what? I saw this RV online. I like to take it for a test drive. I don't think you actually do that, but you can stay in one. <laughs> you can get in a one for test a while. pole. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> take it around the lot. I don't know what they do out there. Um, and then come visit Big Country and I, and we'll take you to some of our great establishments here. But a great selection and an RV for every vehicle. You oh, don't yeah. get that from a lot of other places. You really don't, and it's it's nice have a teardrop, throw it back on the Kia Optima that I got from old Roper Kia. Mention Mike Depp, get $1,000 off. That's a real deal. I don't think people really believe that when we say it at the end of the show. That's a real deal. I walked in the other day trying to look at a car. It just didn't work out for me. It's fine. We're still looking. No big deal. We're not upset. Keep grinding. See the way that my bank account set up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, the transition from savings to checking is like a three-day grace period. It's just like that. But go in there, it was like Mike Depp, like, thousand dollars immediately off the asking price and then negotiate from there and yeah. take good care of you and speaking of negotiations uh we have some going on in football now we figured out what's going on with kyler morning because this morning <laughs> it, there's a peek behind the curtain with the nfl if the nfl doesn't want you to talk about something it does what is referred to as a friday news dump <laughs> the anyone in the nfl if you want to put some like bad news out there or something that's not going to get a lot of talk you do it on a friday afternoon to be like, okay, we put it out there. Because then all the media members, we don't work on Saturdays or Sundays. Mm-mm. But if you want something to be talked about, boy, you drop it on a Monday morning, and now we're going to talk about it for two or three days. We're here, bub. That's just the agents know how we work in the media, and they did that this morning. Kyler Murray's agent dropping a damn near book on social media <laughs> somehow adam Schefter got it like i don't even know what happened there but they released a statement monday morning at like 8 a.m i woke up to this news this Same. morning and it is pretty much listing out why kyler murray should get an extension that he wants to be there in arizona he wants to get paid and it is it was such an odd move like if you thought that kyler murray removing everything from Instagram was weird. I think this was pretty weird too, actually. I do too. Like, it just feels like it's so unnecessary. If you're really the franchise quarterback, you don't have to try to convince them to make the deal happen. You wouldn't think so. Like, you shouldn't have to have your agent be like, hey, show them, like, my worth. Like, no, go be a, like, just go be the guy instead of trying to be the guy. And I feel like that's what Kyler Murray has done so far. It's like, yes, he's had some success. Very inconsistent success, though. Right. And, like, reading the message, the uh, his agent's like, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in his division, da 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 Let's look at it this way. You got Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson. Both those quarterbacks, better than you. If Trey Lance comes in his rookie season and has, you know, more touchdowns and interceptions in terms of, like, a huge percentage-wise, I think there's an argument that he could be better than you. Then you're immediately right there, the worst quarterback in your division. You're not worth the going rate for quarterbacks right now. It, to me, this seems kind of weird. I agree with you that he it, it definitely could be 
the worst quarterback in that division. Like, I don't think it's that far-fetched. Yeah. What's really weird for me is that usually you see guys and they're like, okay, I'm going to bet on myself here. Like Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm not going to sign an extension this offseason. I'm going to wait and hopefully, I, you know, put out a better year. And I'll wait. Usually you see guys want to wait. With Kyler Murray, it's like, I need this deal done now. Yeah. <laughs> it strikes me as odd. A guy that has come off as lazy, that uh, people are questioning his leadership and things like that. And now for him to be like, no, I need paid now. Obviously, we don't all like to be paid now, but it just, it's a little sketchy to me. Oh, it, it almost, it comes across as I'm going to get my money and then I'm going to kind of take the easy way out. <laughs> 100% it does. And it's also that there's a possibility I could lose my job. Like I might, no. not get, I might not actually be the future of Arizona. And the owner and chief, uh, the president or whatnot of the, uh, the Cardinals comes out and says he is the future. He's our guy. Right. I mean, we've heard you say that before. And that was part of uh, what the message said this morning of uh, actions speak louder than words. We don't just want to be told that we're the future, like make a move. And they have offered or sent their offer to the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm eager to see what it is. And I know that in the message it said that it was in line with the quarterback market. What does in line with the quarterback market mean? Because Patrick Mahomes is right there at the top right now, 45 mil. Mm-hmm. And then you get guys like Josh Allen that are at 43, I believe. Dak Prescott around 42. I think Kyler Murray, I don't think that he's submitted an offer less than 42. I'll say that. I think that he's going for that 45. I just I just picture them sitting in a big conference room at the Arizona Cardinals facility. There's a big logo on the back wall. And the only people in there are the president, the owner, and then the agent, Kyler Murray, and the general manager. And they just slide across a piece of paper. The owner sees the price tag and then just smarks at him and slides it immediately right back over to him. It's just like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. And just like, (laughs) nope. Not right. This is Randy Jackson style. And, you know, we're not the the biggest of Kyler Murray supporters, obviously. I wonder if there are people out there who are like, man, you have to get this deal done. Why would you not sign him right now? And maybe it's just me because I've seen some of these other quarterback deals go bad over the last couple of years with Jared Goff, with Carson Wentz. And I just, I don't know. Like, even last year, talking about guys like Baker Mayfield. It's like, oh, I sure as hell wouldn't pay him right now. Yeah, and and the, the name that I was looking for in the owner is Michael Bidwell. So he's the, the owner, the executive, is the principal owner, chairman, and president of the Arizona Cardinals. He's running that shit. Maybe give you some of that up, my guy. Yeah. It, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I know I saw somebody else tweeting um, got a lot of interpretations of what the message meant this morning. And I don't remember who it was. I was trying to look it up real quick. It kind of feels like Kyler Murray might hold out if he doesn't get a deal. He might not play on his – I think he's due to make like five What's and a half. Was he going to Melvin Gordon this and hold out and then be like, oh, actually, you don't want me? Uh, well, this stinks now. Right? So I don't, I don't know what is, what's going to happen if he's going to play this season if he doesn't get a new deal or does he hold out and say, ah, you know, you had your opportunity, but I'm not, I'm not doing it. I and, could see that happening with Kyler Murray. Do you think it's his decision, though, or do you think it's his owners and dads? You know, not, excuse me, agent and dad. That, that's a good question. I, 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 and I mean this as nicely as possible. How many decisions is Kyler Murray making on his own? Mm-hmm. Like, does Kyler Murray get to be Kyler Murray, or is Kyler Murray just told what to do and he does it? And he's been successful right. at everything he's asked to do, so it's all he knows. Yeah, and it, it could very well much be um, – you know, I'm going to step back and let you guys handle this. 
like my agent or his dad is super involved in things. I, I know the Dan Patrick interview was resurfacing again this morning online. It, it, it's one of the worst interviews I've ever seen mm-hmm. where he was just literally Kyler Murray sitting there and he almost looked like he was afraid to answer questions like, oh, shit, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. So he just didn't say anything. And then eventually Dan Patrick has to ask, hey, dad, what's he going to do? Like it was a, like a February interview. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, dad, is he going to the combine? Like it's this month. Is, is that, that going to happen? And they wouldn't answer. Or like, hey, is he going to report to spring training? They wouldn't answer. And so it was super weird. That So the Kyler Murray situation has always been awkward. And I, I will say I like his agent uh, yeah. quite a bit, actually. But this this did come across as a kind of a weird move. Maybe trying to get your guy paid early. He did lay out. I mean, before Kyler Murray got there, the Cardinals, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I think, 33-plus years since they won a Super Bowl. And even laid it out. You know, if they want to win a Super Bowl, they want stability um, long-term for the quarterback and for the Arizona Cardinals. So they kind of lay it out to where that might be a case. But they also, at the very end, uh, it says if they will prioritize their rapidly improving quarterback. That's false statement. (laughs) He is not a rapidly improving quarterback. No, he rapidly improves for about six weeks at a time. And the next three weeks, four weeks, it's like, ah, there's an injury. Oh, riddled in turnovers. Yeah, like, I mean, how are you break down rapidly improving? Even, like, throughout the seasons, just last season, started out hot, and then guess what? Fell off. He got injured a little bit, was banged mm-hmm. up, uh, but then fell off to where, I mean, at the beginning of the year, it looked like he was going to win the MVP. For sure. And, like, injured. Let's let's be fair in the point where you know like his number one receiver gets hurt and DeAndre Hopkins he's out for the year so that definitely changes things but you guys also went out and got a tight end in Zach Ertz you have AJ Green who was back and having Had a decent plenty season. of people surrounded him yeah like there's other receivers and weapons on this team. The running back combo that you had there was working James great. James Conner was point. a pro bowler. Yes. And so, and I do get to in the message from his agent to the team where it's like, you know, this guy has been a pro bowler in the NFC. Like there's a lot Twice. of good QBs. And I was just like, when you really look at it, it's like, is there a lot of good QBs in the NFC? No. <laughs> like, so I think there's probably four. One of them goes to the Super Bowl. Let's slide in Kyler. Yeah. Right, I think so too. And with the like rapidly improving stuff, and he was he missed two games this year, but he threw for less yards and less touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he actually he declined, and I, I haven't seen that improvement from him that I thought that we would. Well, we I, thought we'd see it in that second. You remember the last season, right? Twenty twenty season. Yeah, it was just like we we're we're going to see the sophomore bump. This kid's going to mm-hmm. be impressive. We saw with Mahomes. We saw with Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray was supposed to be the next guy. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to. I mean, we started to see it, like we said, last year. And then it just kind of fizzled out to where that team started out very good. His record as starting quarterback was 9-5. and five. That's pretty good, but it's not anything outstanding. He He's not putting up anything that would tell me, I got to pay this guy $45 million. Yeah. And like when we look at Dax, I'd be like, why are you paying Dax so much money then? Because he's kind of been on a roll of, like, getting to be an MVP, then he gets hurt. And so, like, there's still the question mark, too, is, like, well, can he stay healthy the whole season? Mm-hmm. I think Dak is a much better quarterback than Kyler Murray. I'd like Dak Prescott more than Kyler Murray. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'd like I Dak they are pretty lot. close. Yeah. But, I mean, even what we saw out of Dak before, he got hurt um, a season ago, threw for 4,500 yards last year, 37 touchdowns. 
Dak had 37 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray threw four, 24 touchdowns. Yeah, see, that's a that right there, that's a $5 million defense from quarterbacks. This dude <laughs> cannot come into the room asking for over 40. He, Kyler uh, Murray just cannot. I think he I think he will definitely because the quarterback market is going to change so much. The worst part is though Mahomes. Does Derek Carr deserve more money than Kyler Murray? Who should get paid more? I would Kyler Murray's gonna get paid more. He's younger. Do you think Who he's would worth I be more, more confident with over the next four years? I really do worry about a drop off with Kyler Murray after he gets paid. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know where this huge fandom for Derek Carr all of a sudden came from. Like it's always kind of been there, but now I'm more vocal about it. That dude deserves so much better than he's been through. And like when we look at Kyler, it's like, hey man, you're kind of doing this to yourself here. If you're telling me I can get Derek Carr for 35 over, say, four seasons, or Kyler Murray for 45 over, I call four Josh seasons? McDaniels today. Straight <laughs> trade cross, straight cross trade. Yeah, I'll take Derek Carr at 35 over Kyler at 45. For sure, ten million dollars—that's an extra a player. Yeah, a, a pretty good player too, or you know, two decent offensive linemen. You can get a lot for ten million in the NFL. Uh, but I do—I think that Kyler. I'm just going to assume. I don't know this. I'm going to assume that that dollar offer that they offered the Cardinals was probably around forty-five million dollars per year. I don't you think, think that, it was forty-five. Yeah, I don't think it'll be lower than Josh Allen, who's Again, getting. I believe it's forty-three. <laughs> If I'm Michael Bidwell, I just take that piece of paper and I just slide it right back across. Uh-huh. You can keep this, bub. Just a little pat on the table. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, this is Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' money. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to need you to lower that by about $5 million and then we can start talking. You know, let's act like 45, the $40 million is about six foot. You're not taller than that. Your contract's <laughs> not going to be right. This right. You get this contract. <laughs> You gotta be six foot tall or have an MVP season. To which Josh Allen is kind of different because really he doesn't have much more going for him than Kyler Murray. But I think we can all see that that's a little bit different. What Josh Allen has been able to do because even Josh Allen has only made one Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he has, that is he has fair. like no MVP awards. He has made one Pro Bowl where you have Kyler Murray who has two Pro Bowls and a Rookie of the Year. Does Kyler Murray have a playoff win? That's a good question. I don't think he does. Josh Allen at least has one, right? Yeah, and uh, Josh Allen has taken his team to the AFC Championship before, ran into yeah, Patrick dude. Mahomes. So he's he's got a couple playoff wins, even but some of them weren't great. I'll tell you that. He, he didn't play great in the playoffs last year. He made some mistakes. Uh, I still think that he deserves his contract coming in at 43. With Kyler Murray, I don't know what the what like a reasonable asking price is for him because I don't think it's 45. Yeah, but I do. I could see him getting 42 million just based off two-time Pro Bowler, first overall pick, Rookie of the Year, and the hopes that he's going to put it together in year four. That makes sense when you put it that way. I'm still stuck on I wouldn't pay him that much money, and if they do pay him, they're going to regret it in three years. And another thing is, though, with these quarterbacks, that once you do get one that's halfway decent even, is who do you replace them with? Like, if you if you say, like, you know what? We don't like Kyler Murray for $42 million a year. What are you going to do with him? Trade for Derek Carr. Like, you're going to try to – but even, like, then, who Trade are the Raiders ass. replacing him with? That's why guys like Derek Carr – Kirk Cousins, they continue to get these contracts. 
She was like, oh, shit, if we get rid of this quarterback, we're back to rebuild mode. Yeah. And who are we going to – if we let Kyler Murray walk or if we try to trade him, who are we getting? Because there's nobody in the draft. No, definitely not. Not that's better than Kyler Murray right now. Yeah. Which is also just insane to think about. And Kyler Murray's not very old. He's 24 years old still, so he's young. So he's going to get paid by the Arizona Cardinals. I would hate to be. This season or next. I would hate to be in that position of the Cardinals then. Because, I mean, you have to have a serious conversation with yourself. Like, do we think we can win a Super Bowl with this kid? Yeah, I think they can slash do think that. It's a better situation for sure than, like, the Browns are facing. But that's a, it's a blessing and a curse to have a great quarterback. Even with uh, Aaron Rodgers right now, there are rumors that he wants $50 million a yeah. year, that he wants to be the highest-paid guy in the NFL. And um, Honestly, I think he deserves it. It, it is kind of interesting. I, I think that he probably does. Back-to-back MVPs? As well. I mean, he's old as shit, but he said, even allegedly, all of it is allegedly, he wants to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. Like, back-to-back MVPs went to an NFC championship game. He probably does deserve like a $100 million over two years contract. <laughs> what, it went two, two in a row, AFC, or NFC championship games? Yep. And then lost to the Niners. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can definitely make a case for it. But, I mean, it's going to be very hard to field the team when you're paying a quarterback $50 million. But that's like the going rate. <laughs> It's it's a lot higher than Patrick Mahomes is, but he has done it over the last two years. But good luck signing. Like you want to keep Devontae Adams and be paid fifty million? <laughs> I don't think both of those things can happen. Boy, you're gonna have to backload the shit out of Devontae Adams. It's like, hey, you're gonna get paid a lot that right. last. <laughs> By the way, the next two years you're making a million dollars. Like, oh, a million dollars a season? That's not bad. No. <laughs> Total a million dollars. We are really backloading this thing for you. The, the last year, year though, you're making forty 50. million. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has come out and said, like, no, that's not true. But like we were talking about on Thursday with Aaron Rodgers, I never believe him. He could come out and be like, no, I never said I wanted fifty million. <laughs> one in forty nine. <laughs> or he could be like, I didn't say that. I typed it out. Yeah, my my agent did, but I I never. Ever this is said. how he would word it. Those words never left my mouth, mm-hmm. but I typed it out. Yeah, exactly. I did send an email. My fingers wrote it. My brain thought it. <laughs> uh huh. So I I don't. Even when he gets on the McAfee show and he says something very definitively, I don't believe him at all. Like he's ruined that trust. Not that I like know him, but now I get why his family doesn't talk to him. Okay, dad. That's why he doesn't talk to us. <laughs> right. Aaron said he was coming over this Sunday. I never said this Sunday. I said I was coming over. Eventually I will rejoin the family. It's going to be my schedule works out. Like, ah. Yeah. So I mean, I, who knows what's going on with that one. We also have the combine this week, which is pretty exciting. And a lot of news already coming out this morning of players that are not going to work out. I think three pretty notable names are not going to be working out. A lot of them are still going to the combine and they're going to do the interviews and like they'll get measured probably. The things that a lot of people don't care about that really go on behind the scenes at the combine. One of those guys is Evan Neal, who is projected to be the first overall pick. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing more and more of that. That you know, there for a while, Aiden Hutchinson, even Kayvon Thibodeau, people had him as the number one pick. Now I, I don't remember the last time I saw a mock draft that didn't have Evan Neal, a credible one. I'll yeah, say that there it is. Um, but sometimes I question guys on opting out. I kind of get it for him, and I don't. It kind of feels like he's been battling with some kind of an injury. Um, I know that even Ian Rappaport put it out and reported like, oh, well, he's had a really long season with you know playing in the championship. It, it has kind of felt like maybe he was battling some minor injuries, maybe not anything, but he also doesn't have a lot to gain by going to the combine. He's yeah. the projected number one overall pick. I don't know that he's going to go to the combine and do anything that wows people. Like his tape kind of speaks for itself. I, I think that the Jaguars know they need him. That this is like by the end of the weekend, probably going to solidify him as the number one pick. Like it would have even if he worked out or if he didn't. Yeah, uh, I think that's happening. I don't know exactly what you mean too. It seems like there might have maybe been like a lingering type of issue, or that it's like we just need to address it, make sure it's fine. But mm-hmm. the thing with like Evan Neal too, though, is like maybe this is a situation where going to the combine wouldn't be best for him. And I'm I'm trying to say this as nicely as possible, but like when we went to the O line masterminds, the the best way that Duke could, you know, pretty much say who Evan Neal was, he's like he's a silent killer, like he comes in, he works hard, he does his job, and he doesn't say a lot. He I kind didn't of talks quietly talk. underneath his breath, you know, like his communication with the you know the players and then some of the other guys here is like he has a good time with him, but he's not very loud and vocal. And you look at Kennard, and this dude's loud, you know. He's up and about. He's moving around a lot, seeing and talking to everybody. Very charismatic. Evan Neal's not that way in terms of being loud about it. Yeah, and I don't so maybe going to the combine through the interview process. Exactly, and it's just like, hey, let's not even put you in this situation. Don't even worry about it. We know you're the number one pick. Just make sure you're healthy. You come in. You work hard. You've proven enough. Mm-hmm. You're fine. There's no need to make this trip over there. And he's still going to have a pro day on March 30th, mm-hmm. where he probably will do. Some of those workouts. And a lot and more stuff. comfortable setting, too, for him. He's familiar with Alabama. Yeah. So I, I don't knock him at all on not participating. I actually think that it probably makes sense for him not to. You don't want to hurt your stock, especially, like, I don't know what it is that he's dealing with. If it's like a hamstring or lower back or just Seems maybe like overall body soreness. Exactly. Like, don't go out there if you're not 100% participating. Yeah. Again, Nobody's that was like six you. weeks ago, so I'm sure he's just like, yeah. dude, it was six in the morning. It was kind of cold and it's been warm. Hips a little tight. Shut up. Nobody's going to give you credit at the combine for working out while you're hurt. They're just going to knock you for not running the forty time they expected, yep. or you know, not doing this drill as well as they expected. So I, I get it for him. Uh, another guy is Matt Corral, uh, who is not participating in the combine. And I got this alert this morning, and immediately thought like, "Ooh, that's a bad idea for him. Like he should be participating." Mm-hmm. But I, I actually kind of forgot he got injured at his last game in the bowl game. And so he is still recovering from that. I think more than anything, this just sucks for him. Like we just said, though, uh, if you're injured, you probably should not be participating because nobody's giving you credit. I mean, and it might just be like a foot or ankle injury that he's dealing with, but that can really affect your throwing. And especially when you're throwing to receivers that you're not familiar with. So I I guess that he gets the opportunity to come out in his pro day and, and wow people. But I don't even know if pro days for a quarterback. I'm just I'm not impressed anymore. No, and it's definitely not. And I'm glad you mentioned that point too. With like, you know, the ankle injury could affect him a lot because, and I want to compare this in the right way. When you look at Jordan Palmer and he does all these, 
you know, developing these quarterbacks for the draft and getting them ready to do this and how to be a pro-level quarterback. When he got to Josh Allen, it was like, hey, this guy is good. We just need to work on his footwork. You know what I mean? we got to make sure his foot's pointing the right way. You know, he's getting the right leverage and everything. If you're Matt Corral and your ankle's hurt, that's going to throw all that off. And so I, I bring up Jordan Palmer because that's where I learned it from and understood it was like, hey, just with the way you step with that front foot determines everything for the rest of your arm and throwing motion and how accurate you can be. And if you're Matt Corral, you don't want to mess with that. And then like you mentioned as well, Melo, especially with guys that you don't have a relationship with, the timing's not there. And if your ankle starts to flare up at all and you start selling balls or anything like that, it's not going to be a good look for you. You're just going to drop even more in a quarterback class that has a huge question mark on who is truly the guy here. Yeah, for real. And I thought this was going to be maybe Matt Corral's opportunity to come out and take that QB1 title. It's going to be hard to now. And I, I think with his pro day, I'm not sure when it is. I think it's like a March 24th, somewhere around there. It's weird because like all the top quarterbacks had their combine scheduled for the exact same day. And then I, I believe the NFL or even some of these agents were like, hey, not every team can make all these. Like, we need to spread it out. So they're spreading the love a little bit more. But even in, you know, a couple of weeks, we're going to be getting all these pro days. Maybe that's an opportunity for him to throw in and press. But I don't think it's going to be enough time for him to win that consensus quarterback one. That everybody's like, okay, this is the guy. He is QB1. And I don't know that anybody will. I mean, I, we're going to get to see Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis kind of battle it out again. Those seem to be the top two guys. And a lot of people have different opinions. Some love Willis and want to bet on his upside. Some guys love Pickett and the fact that he is a little bit more as pro-ready. So we'll see what happens. But the Combine starting this week, uh, we'll definitely be talking a lot about that. And then one more guy who's opted out is Derek Stingley Jr., uh, who's also recovering from an injury. And this really sucks for him because he is a guy who has seen his name drop drastically. From at the beginning of the season, we were talking about him being a top two pick to now he might not be a top 10 pick. And uh, I, a lot of people even don't have him as the top corner anymore. And he will be opting out of the combine as well. I guess hopefully for him, he's also able to perform at his pro day uh, because him not being at the combine is going to hurt. That's I'm kind of confused with that one because we haven't seen Stingley in a long time. Pretty much opted out the rest of the season after Coach O was fired, which is understandable. The season was pretty much a wash anyways. I guess there was it rumors or facts that he was kind of battling injuries as well and didn't want to risk it, or did he just kind of like let up a little bit and was like, we're just going to use this as an excuse for you to miss the rest of the season. Yeah, and that's kind of the way that it felt. Now it kind of feels a little more of like, oh, okay, he did actually have an injury, which is weird that you even have to question that. It. Yeah, it's, it's almost weird with LSU too. Because under Coach O, you had so many guys that would come in there and be good for a year or two and then completely disappear. And Is that Stingley on Coach was, O? Or the, right. Like, I, don't, that, I don't know. But, I mean, multiple guys this happened to. Uh, Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit, Derek Stingley, and those are just three big notable ones that I can think of. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there are probably more. <laughs> And that's, I feel bad for the next big corner that comes through to LSU, and it's like, hey, uh, can't wait to see you blow up your first year. Well. And then you just disappear. What's, what's really name? interesting is he transferred to Alabama. <laughs> Eli <laughs> Ricks was supposed to be the next guy who had two really good seasons, and then he said, no, nah, actually, I'm good. I'm going to Alabama. So uh, we won't see that with him, I don't think. I don't think you're going to have that kind of drop-off if you're Nick Saban <laughs> and Alabama. Like, you, that's just probably not going to happen. 
it really doesn't happen very often. And we'll see what happens with the transfer portal. I know they got that linebacker from Tennessee last year, and it was like, oh, he might be pretty good. He gets to Alabama, and then people are like, he might be a first-round linebacker. <laughs> That's just what happens with Nick Saban and Alabama. They're just they're always great. And speaking of always great, Miners and Monroe are great sponsor here. You can go visit them online at minersandmonroe.com. If you use the code MikedUp10, they'll save 10% off at checkout. Uh, it's almost spring. It's going to be 70 here this week, and I'm very excited. I hope that it's going to be beautiful where you guys are, too. And Miners and Monroe can help you look beautiful uh, with a great new lineup of spring clothing. Again, visit them, minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikedUp10. Yeah, another website you should go visit is gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. You know, I mention it with, with downtown Leave all the time. Just at least go check out the site and look at it. You might come across something and you're like, oh, snap, didn't know that was something that could be bought here. Didn't know this was a thing that was sold online. They sell helicopters. I believe our guy, Mike Winkle, has mentioned it. He's like, yeah, we've actually sold a helicopter before. If I can see a, a buy a helicopter online, I'm at least interested in it. I'm going to go look at it. Who knows what they have right now with everything going on. So, Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. That is the, the place for you. No reserved auctions every single week as well. The best part about it. There's no hidden fees when you go to check out. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure in position to protect you and your family with Gunspot.com. I want to mention this. We're not a political show. Nope. You were freaking out last week that you might be drafted into World War Three. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm putting it out there. I can't get enough of the stories coming out of Ukraine. Dude, it's insane. Like the ghost of Kiev or whatever. Love it. That might have shot down six Russian planes in one day. I don't even want to know the truth. If we find out in six months that it wasn't true, don't tell me because I don't want to know. Did you I hear the truth absolutely... on the uh, 13 soldiers on the island? Yes. Yeah. Fuck so you, they Russian actually just warship. got – Huh? When they said, fuck you, Russian warship. Yeah, so they didn't actually die. They just got captured. Oh, good. I thought they were dead, honestly. Yeah, so, but, like, the thing was, is, like, Ukraine was like, okay, these guys are all getting, like, the highest medal of honor that, like, we can give our military members. Mm -hmm. Russia probably heard that and was like, just go fucking get these guys. There's 13 of them. But I guess the next report was Russia tried to bomb them and missed. So these 13 guys are like, fuck you, Russian warship, and then just hear explosions and are like, Fuck you again, we're still here. And Russia's like, actually, you're captured. So you're also on an island. You're captured anyways if there's a giant warship on the other side of the island. Right, yeah. You're- Much respect, though. That is not what my answer would have been. I was in Vegas this week with my buddies, and I was talking about I would have just been like, uh, I guess come and get us because I choose life. It's going to suck for a little bit, but shit. There's there's so much tougher. There it is. It's country. crazy the videos that are you've seen. There's a, I saw last night on TikTok, there's a Ukrainian soldier who has a relationship with his daughter, and the the great part about it is they would make TikTok videos together. Well, he's now in the war, and his daughter's not seeing him. He's making TikTok videos dancing so his daughter can see that he's safe. That's a very cute idea. What happens when the videos stop? And then you have to have that hard conversation. That yeah. Daddy's dead. I, I love the fact that even the, the Ukrainian uh, president, Yes. He's fighting. Like, the United States, we offered, like, hey, man, we can get you out of there. And he's like, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's fucking badass. That's a line from a movie. Yes. Like, a movie that I would watch and be like, that's not realistic. 
but it is really happening in but real that's life. Like one, if, I'm, if I'm a soldier and I hear like the president and the leader say that, it's like, where's a brick wall? I'm running through it. <laughs> Russia doesn't stand a fucking chance. Yeah, actually, it's a bridge, and we need you to protect it. So just go over there. <laughs> yeah. Keep it standing. Uh, and it's great. And you can just like show up and be like, yeah, I want to fight. And they'll give you a gun. I saw a video yesterday that there's a, just a civilian in Ukraine who's carrying a landmine across the street and like through the woods to like throw it into a creek so it'll blow up. And in the midst of doing this, puffing a cigarette in his mouth. He's got both hands on the landmine, cigarette in his mouth, just sitting there puffing it as he's walking with it. It's like one right. stumble, you're toast. And this guy's like, fuck it. I also saw that they're like Miss Universe candidate or whatever. Like Miss Ukraine. Yes. He's fighting. Now, again, I did, if you can prove any of this is false, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I, I do don't wonder, know. though, because it looked like it just turned into a photo op. I don't care. Not it, in my it, brain. It, much, I shouldn't question it. In my brain, yeah, she's I respect Rambo, the hell out of it. and she's killing everybody over there. <laughs> and that's all that I care to know about. Maybe we go to Gunspot.com, load up on ammo, and me and you go over. Well, I don't know what this Well, not means. me, because I have daughters. But you could go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could go. There you go. I mean, what else do you have going on? We but can then do what, this what are they going to say? There's like, hey, there's an American going to help Ukraine. Everyone's like, World War Three. I can't be the one that starts that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll just hang back for. Yeah, I'll wait. A little. I'll wait bit. my turn. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I also looked at a lot of basketball games and not just Ukrainian war stories. Uh, I don't know what it was, but Friday night I was out, and I decided I don't have anything to do on Saturday. I'm going to watch a million basketball games. I finally got into college basketball. I finally did it this weekend. Man, you should have messaged me. I I picked the perfect weekend to do it. Not for betting, just to watch, just to get back into the game. Because in college basketball, there were the top seven teams, (laughs) the top seven, all of them lost in one day. It was fucking phenomenal. I, I watched most of those games. I did go out, so I missed, like, a couple of them, and the Gonzaga game was on <laughs> super late, so I was watching it in a bar. But a great weekend of college basketball. It yeah. got me hooked. It got me hooked so much that even on Sunday I was like, all right, what games are on? Well, shit, these games kind of suck. But, man, I was riding a high on Saturday watching all these teams lose. Even some of the teams, like, I like Gonzaga. I find mm-hmm. myself rooting for them. But at the same time, I was like, man, every other team has lost. I need you to lose. Down goes number one. <laughs> yeah, just to complete the, the Down thing. go the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I need you to lose. And then, uh, you know, even Arizona. I watched the Arkansas and Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. I've, for some reason, kind of become an Arkansas fan. So, I, dude, I have too. Since they beat Auburn. Like, watching that in that celebration where there's a fast break to end the game. And an Auburn player pretty much gets teabagged as Arkansas dunks it and the lights go out. Right. Everyone storms the court. The coach is in an arm sling. His shirt is somehow taken, is removed. Like, it's incredible. The atmosphere in Arkansas is so cool. And then you beat Florida. Now you beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You went from, like, one of the worst teams to, like, one of the best teams in the SEC. I'm rooting for it. They got something special going on. And it's just right down the street. The fact that Musselman is coaching in a sling, I don't know why. It's not like some – crazy thing that he's doing i mean i've seen guys coach from a wheelchair before but it is weird that he's coaching from with the sling on it's like how's he even called timeout well he just screams it like every other coach has for years but it's a, it's a low t it's low I, i'm watching it i'm like in my brain tricks me because i see him in a sling and i'm like man what a, he's not what a very a big guy either 
He's not. Itty bitty homie. He is he is a fiery individual <laughs> yeah. though. Uh, well, I, I loved watching these games this weekend. Where I mean, it's almost March. Tomorrow is March. March Madness right so around the birthday, corner. I need to tell him. So if you're going to be betting on games, you you gotta you gotta start picking it up. I had a I had a buddy this weekend. We went. I went to Vegas this past weekend for a bachelor's trip. So you'll probably hear me talk about it in the next coming week as I start to remember stories and things that took place and happened. It's a great time. Love it. But I had a buddy win like a ton of money on Ve- or, uh, on Arkansas, beating Kentucky. So that was pretty neat. And then I had another buddy <laughs> whose bachelor party it was. Didn't win a single bet. I feel bad for the guy. It's fucking tough, man. Yeah. We, went into, we went to a hockey game, the, the Golden Knights versus the Avalanche. Incredible experience. You, I have got to get you to a hockey game. I, I genuinely think you would love it. Well, I've been to a hockey game. He bet the over, and they missed it by one. And so everyone's like, hey, congrats. And he's got this Avs jersey on. And he's like, hey, everyone's like, hey, congrats on the win. He's like, they didn't fucking cover. It doesn't matter. He had to buy one and a half spread and then six on the over. Missed on both. He's like, that's $200. That's the There's worst three. part of betting, though. Yeah. Especially if you bet on your team. And it's like, oh, okay, they won. But they didn't cover. I like in the Arkansas so game. Everyone else won. Like Everyone else was winning on bets, roulette tables, you know, all the games that we did. This guy lost everything. Did you see the Arkansas bad beat? Uh, Arkansas was minus two and a half. Yes. And they were up. And then Kentucky comes down at the end of the game and shoots a three, banks it off the backboard, goes in. It counts. So Arkansas won, but they only won by two. So they didn't cover. So, I mean, a lot of people were pissed off. And, (laughs) I mean, to be in that moment, to be like, oh, we're about to storm the court, like we beat Kentucky. And then (laughs) if you had money on it, it's like, wait a second. Your second. You just made that fucking shot. Why does the scoreboard say that? Like, <laughs> it, it almost ruins your entire. You can't life. celebrate anymore. You lost money. <laughs> yeah. Like, you like, can't even be happy your team won. And that was mm-hmm. the thing, too, is like, I'm wearing a Golden Knights jersey. So the Avs score, and I'm rooting because you guys have said, like, hey, we're, we got to bet on the over. The Avs score twice, and I'm just sitting there jumping up, cheering, and everyone's like, dude, what the f- You're wearing a Knights hoodie. Like, shut up. Like, I bet the over. Yeah. Like fantasy sports will ruin it that way too. Yep. Like I, week one, we were up there for the Chiefs Browns game, and I had Nick Chubb, and like they were close, and it was a close game. And I'm like, eh, well, if you're gonna score, let's make it be Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think he did twice. So it's like the Browns were scoring a touchdown, and I'm like stopping myself from cheering. Oh, like I'm not no, mad you were about cheering. It. You were clapping <laughs> like get Chubb the ball. Chiefs fans turn around like, what are you doing? It's like fantasy. Like got it. Same thing happened when I think they played the Ravens. I turned into a Browns fan for the night because I really needed that one. It didn't work out for me, though. But, I, you know, back to basketball, I also wanted to talk about this because Steph Curry had a viral video this weekend, and it's absolutely amazing. And I know a lot of people were retweeting it. Like I said, it kind of went viral. It's still not getting the appreciation that it deserves. To watch him shoot the ball like he did, and I think it was warm-ups, mm-hmm. and not miss, phenomenal. I mean, it's really, it's unbelievable to watch. You would think that it were like a TikTok video that somebody had doctored. And like, oh, okay, I know that took you 20 attempts. Mm-hmm. But not with him. It is one just continuous video of him even just underhand throwing the ball super high in the air and making it twice. He starts it and ends it that way. And then as he progresses, he keeps getting further and further back. And he's making every shot to where he ends up at the logo at half court. And he's still making it. And then he works his way back in close. And I think the craziest thing about watching the video is not that he consistently, like he's just making every shot. Go look and see how many times the ball hits the rim. Because it's like barely. That's what just drove me insane watching it. Like yeah. 
but in like a, the most impressive way of being like how how in the at world no can point, you just nonchalantly it just looks like he's just throwing it up not no, even at shooting. no point does he get like a shooter's role like oh that was a bad shot but it went in yeah like you know like oh i got a good play off the rim still made that shot or like oh just banked one off the board yeah no it's all net all the time just goes to show that he is the greatest shooter of all time. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to go try that this weekend. Alumni tournament coming up. I'll keep <laughs> right. you guys updated. Boys ready. How many shots do you think you make? Well, before you answer that question, if you go back to the All-Star weekend where they had other NBA players doing like this challenge where you had to hit shots from certain points mm-hmm. on the floor. And they were in a team. Like nobody went perfect from that. Yeah. There were even guys that were struggling from the free throw line or inside the paint, even, which is kind of a joke. But I mean, they did. And yeah. then you have Steph Curry. I don't know how many shots he hit in a row. 12, probably, that were like all net. Yeah. It's just like all net in the terms of like it just, just falls straight through. Mm-hmm. It's not like it just comes in at an angle and it like it snaps the net, like you, you bounce off the back of the rim and then just drop down. Just straight splash. It's yeah. insane. I know I couldn't do it. Like, there was a part of me that was when he first started. I was like, oh, he's just shooting right here. That's fine. And then he just keeps getting further and further back. I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's a high school three-point. That's college three-pointer. That's an ABA three-pointer. That's fucking half court. Uh-huh. And then he starts making his way back. And then the high floater to end it. It's <laughs> like, that's just showing off. Like, I will say one thing that I hate about Steph Curry. I've really gone, like... Throughout his career, when he first came in the league, I absolutely loved him. Rooting for him. And then he became a little bit of the villain there for a while, where I did. I hated him. And then last season, two seasons ago, he kind of started making his comeback. Yeah. And I love him again. Well, you just felt bad for him because it was like everyone else is kind of falling around and injured. He's been dealing with some injuries. You know, it was a quick fall off on them winning, being at the top. We just we hate winners. That's what it is. We hate mm-hmm. seeing people win and being cocky about it. And that's what he turned into. And he got he started to get a little cocky about yeah. it. I do hate the uh, the no look thing. The I turn fucking love it from the basket. I hate it's how much a, attention it gets. The size of your gahonis to freaking do that in a game, let alone the All Star game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try it this weekend. I can tell you that but right my now. My thing is, and I know I'm gonna miss. He shoots the ball while looking at the rim. mm Hmm. So he's completed the shooting process and then turns around. It's not like he's turning around mid-shot and he's like, look, I'm not looking at – it's not the Matt Stafford throw in the Super Bowl. Oh, well, yeah. You know, but everybody's always like, oh, he did the turnaround. Yeah, after he shot the ball. So if anything, it's more of like a celebration than anything. But that you don't know what's going to go in once you shoot it. Yeah, I know, but I mean oh, you're still – like, I thought you were about to tell me, he's like, yeah, when I shoot a basketball, I know whether I made it or not. Well, I, I think you do. A lot of times. You can feel a ball come off your hand and be like, yep, that's good. Yeah, that is true. And if you're It doesn't Curry, happen very really often. Can. I mean, it happens like, once I'm in a rhythm, you know, yeah, just like, look out. Yeah, but... you go full heat check, and you're like, I actually, I'm not that hot right now. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there have been times. I think everybody who's shot a basketball, or maybe at least who has played basketball before, knows, like, at some point, you just know that ball's going in. Do you have now, times where you shoot it and you're like, man, I freaking overshot that, and then you just drain it? And oh, like, yeah. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, regular Joe's also really wrong, where I can shoot the ball and be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, money, nope, clink, <laughs> or air ball. Just like, oh. undershot it terribly. There are also those times where I, I, like, you'll yell, like, off, nope, goes in. Off the bottom of the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I do, I don't, I don't like the turnaround thing. Yeah, I love it. I just think it's I just think it's cool in a way of 
it's cool to see in the NBA. Now, if I was at like a high school game and I saw someone do it, I'd be pretty annoyed. I'd be like, come on, kid. Like, I just watched you, you know miss three. I just watched you miss three threes in a row, and <laughs> now you right. do this. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it would happen in in high school sports, yeah. though. But even the Warriors are kind of struggling right now. They're ten and twelve since Draymond Green got hurt, and I. It goes to show that a lot of those other guys, you know, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, at least, how important they are to the Warriors' success. Yeah, because we've seen Steph try to do it on his own, and it, it didn't work. They, they they were drafting super high when that happened, uh, but I mean, those three guys combined together, when you get them all on the court together, they're one of the best teams in the league. I don't even care about the other two starters that they have, but you put those two, those three guys together, they're going to be very good. But I mean, we're super close to the NBA playoffs now, and last night the Lakers lose again. They just don't look good, and now their fans are even starting to boo them, which is that's a tough scene, but at the same time, you've got two of the best players in the world, and you can't win games. So I understand why it would be frustrating. I, I would never boo, I don't think, my team, but even saying that, I've been super pissed off at some Texas football losses. <laughs> I've never felt that way about the Chiefs. Obviously, I'm a bandwagoner. Uh, the Royals, I expect them to lose. But with Texas, there have been times <laughs> where I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why uh, is Case McCoy even on the field? Yeah. So I sit here and I say, like, oh, I would never boo. I'll motherfuck my team, though. <laughs> at, while at the game? or Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. I hate to be that guy because, I mean, <laughs> they're people, too. But at the same time. You, you know what you signed up for. Yeah. It's just, and this is in terms of the Lakers, correct? Yeah. I hated Russell Westbrook's response to it. I didn't see his response. He was just like, oh, if they're going to boo, they can take their ass home. Why don't you take your ass home then? <laughs> Fucking Westbrook. I didn't come <laughs> right? up with that on my own. That's from Skip Bayless, and I freaking love it. It's probably the funniest <laughs> thing he's ever said in his life. I, oh, yeah, Russell I Westbrook. He is just, is garbage. And like, we just saw highlight clips of it. Like, how in the world do you go to do like a full court pass there and you launch it in the third row of the stands? Mm-hmm. You're a freaking NBA player. You can't pass the ball down the court. Yeah, that was a Nathan Peterman throw if I've ever seen yes. it. Yes. It's just like, brother, come on. I, I don't, don't understand how they're so inconsistent and so bad right now. Yep. And I don't think that fans should like have this obligation to support their team through like thick and thin. Like you stick with your team, but you don't have to be happy with everything. Yeah. And like the expectation with the Lakers. It's not like, oh man, I hope we make the playoffs. It's, they're playing for a championship. That's why LeBron that, went there. Yeah, a disappointing season. So, I understand the fact that they are booing, and I I think fans have the right to do that. I can, now, I'm if, right there with you. When you do cross a line and you like start threatening players and things like that, yeah. yeah. And Russell but, Westbrook has been on the wrong side of that a lot, mm-hmm. but it's also just because he he talks back. And right. he doesn't do any. He's not. He's just stopped proving everything on the court. Like it's just. It's not good basketball right now. No. And if I think we can all confidently look at Russell Westbrook right now and go, he's possibly checked out. He's done. This one hundred percent your fault. That is <laughs> like well. when parents get divorced. And like, it's not the kid's fault. No, this is one hundred percent Russell Westbrook's <laughs> fault. And you know, I'll say ninety eight percent Russell Westbrook's fault. Two percent LeBron's fault for bringing him to LA. One and a half. We'll put the other half percent on Anthony Davis being a little weak-ass bitch. Yeah. But even at the same time, that's just kind of who he's always been. Yeah. That was a strong statement by me. I'm sorry. I'm sure Anthony Davis is really strong and would kick my ass at basketball. I would hope so. You're in the fucking Oh, at basketball for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll, in, you know what? I might take him into the post. Who knows? He wouldn't know what to do. Like, uh, what's happening here? You're being Step physical. on his foot or your knee him yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Ow, my ankle. Yeah. And now he's out. Best ability is availability, and he I doesn't just, have You it. know what I'd do? I'd walk out there with, uh, like, a razor. Just shaves eyebrow. He'd be like, I don't know what to do now. I can see. <laughs> yeah. See, your ass ain't in the post. Uh-huh. Obviously, I have two daughters. They don't know a lot about sports. They're not just, like, super into it. Anthony Davis is one of the only guys they know because of his unibrow. <laughs> they can identify him anywhere, but they call him Unibrow, which is the brow is his nickname. Mm-hmm. They're pretty close. I still, I'll never understand why he doesn't shave. It. Have you seen the new Space Jam yet? No, I still haven't. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, I haven't because he's in the movie and he's like the bad guy or whatnot. Uh-huh. Nope, haven't. Yeah. I honestly, I totally forgot about it. I did too until I thought about it the other day. I, it was when Michael Jordan's at the All Star game, and I was like, "Oh, Space Jam, <laughs> dude, my childhood." And I was like, "LeBron James is the same movie." I'm so I haven't watched it. Nope, I probably won't. Solidarity. Get about it. <laughs> uh, in other news, too, though, uh, Kyrie Irving is able to play in some games, and he played the other night and dropped 38 points. I think that just goes to show how great he is when he is on the court. And a lot of reports today that New York City is going to remove their vaccination requirements on March 7th. We had kind of talked about that uh, to where he could even play as soon as, like, March 10th, March 13th. I want to see that happen. I, I don't care about VAC status anymore. I want to see Kyrie Irving play basketball, yep. not be on vacations for birthdays or other things like that. It's almost April. Well, they're all over with at this point. They should be, yeah. He, it kind of worked out for him. He's like, hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, this is Kyrie's season now. It's March. <laughs> so I, I want to see him play. And then even last night, um, James Harden had made his debut Friday night with the 76ers. They played last night. And it looks like things are going very well there. He drops a triple-double against the Knicks. It looks like he gets along with Harden, or sorry, with Embiid. I will say, though, everything's always great when James Harden first gets there. 100%. Give it another month or two. Right. Like, let's give it, give it a tough couple losses. Yeah, let's see what happens when they uh, suffer a loss in the playoffs. Because they will. They're not going to run the table. Let's see what happens when they lose. And if it's on, you know, like a Joel Embiid turnover or um, – Joel Embiid takes the last shot instead of James Harden. Let's see what happens with that relationship then. Because right now, you're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. There's, oh, I just got here. This is where I wanted to be. I love it here. Let's see what happens. I did think it was nice getting to see him be able to just, like, attack the court. Or, excuse me, like, be attacking down court. And then be able to just drop it off to Embiid and allow him to eat inside. Instead of, like, James Harden's like, okay, I can just coast to the three-point line and then dip it off to somebody else. I don't have to go worry about contact. I get to pick and choose when I want to do that. Pretty much pick and choose when I want to go to the free throw line, really. I mean, he had 16 assists. Yeah. So it's like, here we go. And I think, yeah, you know, props to you for the one that really setting it to me of like, hey, this actually would be a very good trade for both teams. And I think it's going to be. I think James Harden and Joel Embiid are going to have something special there in Philadelphia. And I'm ex- very, very excited to see it. There's also the stat that he had more threes in one game than Ben Simmons did his entire career as a 76er. Thought it was hysterical. Really? Yeah, and I think it was like less than 10. I mean, the other night I have the box score pulled up. He made three. <laughs> has he played, how many games has he played with them? Two. It's two games. Let me double check that before I roll with it. But I'm I mean, pretty sure it was just like <laughs> Ben Simmons did not hit this many threes. Exactly. I, um, I don't know if you looked at the box score from this game. I was double checking the assist that James Harden had, but he went for 29. Points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists. But Joel Embiid went for 37 points. 
uh, against the Knicks as well. But he went to the free throw line. I didn't watch this game. 27 times. Joel Embiid was 23 of 27 from the line. How the hell did he get to the line 27 times? And I know he's a little bit of Wait, a flopper say as that well. stat again? Joel Embiid scored 37 points against the Knicks. He went 23 of 27 from the free throw line. Holy shit. I think that's the most free throws I've ever seen somebody attempt in a game. For sure. And my, make... I was correct on my stat here. James Harden, as of February 25th, his career three-pointers with the Sixers was five. Ben Simmons was also five. Yeah, so in two games. So in two games, <laughs> 76ers fans are like, oh, shit, this is what a three-point You just wait like. till Kyle Korver gets a hold of Ben Simmons, though, man. <laughs> that's going to be rough. Another that thing that's interesting with the NBA is the the standings. Like, you know, a month ago or, like, when we weren't really paying attention to the NBA and you see teams like the Nets right now, they're the eight seed. Now it's February 28th. Tomorrow's March 1st, and they are a playing team. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets going to be a playing team. I feel like they were probably a favorite in the Eastern Conference at least. But now there's a, there's a chance that they get bounced pretty early. They they need Kyrie to come back. They need Ben Simmons on the court. I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't been that healthy either. So I'm, basketball is really, as you can probably tell from listening to this, I'm very excited about it. Oh, yeah. I have taken all my positive baseball vibes and pushed it right into basketball because I am not convinced that there's going to be a deal today. Um, today's the deadline for canceled games. I do have some breaking news for you, though, in terms of baseball. Uh, okay. Derek Jeter stepping down as Marlins CEO, and he will no longer be a shareholder. Right. Yeah. He got tired of losing. Uh, and the Marlins will receive a huge gift basket. <laughs> from one Derek Jeter now. You're welcome for that fucking you just got because, Jesus, that situation did not work out. Probably in, like so many signed 8x10s of him, <laughs> like a, a car, all kinds of good stuff that the Marlins are getting in this. I, di- I did see that this morning, though. It just it never made sense for Derek Jeter to be there. It never felt right Yeah, for Derek Jeter to be with the Marlins. It's maybe just an like asset another... is pretty much what it is or what it was. Yeah, maybe you can get with another winning team or – Take on some kind of role with the Yankees. I, I It never made sense for me. I guess being in Miami was cool, but I don't know. That's such a weird organization. And Does I it make sense for him first, to... One of the first things he did when he was uh, got there was take down their big like outfield monument that they had, which was like a marlin jumping over some weird – it was weird, and it needed to be taken down. But Jeter was like, nope, that's got to go. He's the reason that left? Yeah. I thought I, that thing was awesome. I don't know if that was confirmed, but everybody was – it happened like a week after he got there. <laughs> wow. So they you built a whole it. new stadium and had that monument out there? Yeah, I thought oh, it was awesome. I thought it was atrocious. I thought it was cool to hit a baseball into it. Yeah, on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hit it over it. It'll be coming out soon. be coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Shohei Otani's on it. Is uh, I haven't even been – I don't know. Of. Like, can they have that come out? Be like, actually, we're not having a baseball season. The other's your video game, <laughs> right? They've also canceled games, so like, still you can't, can't find a freaking PS Five. I'm yeah. starting to get really irritated about it, to be honest. Yeah, tell me about it. I I don't even remember the last time I looked to see if I could buy a PS Five because of availability. There was a, when they first came out. I was looking every once in a while just to see if I could, and then during I think it was during Christmas time. You could resell a 
PS5 for like twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I was looking pretty heavily then because I was just gonna sell it to someone else. But <laughs> I don't. I haven't looked in a long time. Maybe uh, having the show come out will convince me to look again. But I mean, I've been talking all this whole time about how positive vibes only with Major League Baseball. I was trying to do it even this morning. My hopes are just gone. I, I, they're going to cancel games, and it's going to suck. It's going to be depressing, but I'm going to push my energy into basketball, probably college basketball, maybe even get into a little bit of betting. It's just it's so hard to do. I'm so bad at it. I think a lot of people are too. They get it. They relate to this. And I, just, I, I take losses real hard on the betting. <laughs> and like I second-guess myself. I'm like, why are you doing this? But then I'll wait a couple days, and I'll be like, oh, that's the line? Like, you think that team's going to win? That's <laughs> stupid. Let's put some money on it. And then I'm wrong. <laughs> it's like I am the kiss of death. Even if something is very obvious, everybody is betting one way, and it's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm wrong. I always lose. That's why they have those it. pretty buildings out in Vegas. That's the beauty of it, though. And, man, it is insane looking at all those pretty buildings. Uh, have you been there? This is going to sound silly. I had never heard of like Fremont Street. Like I always knew oh, Old okay. Vegas. I, that's not silly because I hadn't either until. Oh, thank God. I was waiting a couple for you to just roast ago. the shit out of me for it. No, we were in Vegas and I loved it. Somebody that was, was like, my oh, let's favorite part of it. Yeah, I had no idea what it was. That's where like the actual skyline is, or not the skyline. It's Old Vegas. The, the zip line where you can like strap onto it and like you go through it and mm-hmm. they have the screen above it. Also, no wonder why you can't tell what fucking time it is. There's no clocks to be found in Vegas. If your yeah. phone dies, you don't have a clue. No like, windows anywhere. Nothing. But that's what's so amazing about it, though. And then the, the, the hostess come up to you, and they're like, hey, do you want anything to drink? They're like, yeah, I'll take like a vodka Red Bull again, kind of late. And you look at the time. Yeah, it's getting late. It's fucking 3.30. Mm-hmm. Go to bed, dude. It doesn't close. But I had so much fun, man. It was awesome. Fremont, it was cool. The, the Circa Sports Betting. Like, Circa was probably my favorite casino that I went to. Circa and uh, BetMGM is where I, like, was actually able the to win. I watched book? a buddy win $5,000 playing roulette. No, not And I watched book. another buddy lose about $300. <laughs> in that would be me. I would lose. Roulette it. was – I lost $250 in 15 minutes. I walked in. I threw $150 on the table and was like, all right, boys, what am I doing? And they're like, black. And in my mind, it was like, I was kind of thinking red. But like, all right, I'll take it. Lands on red, $150 gone. And it was like a little bit later goes by. And I was like, all right, I'll take out another 100 Boom, here we go. Immediately just you got to play. You got to lay down $25 for at least each bet on the table. That was a minimum bet you had to. Four rows of the ball, all gone. I was like, all right, well, uh, I'm done this evening. And that was about it. But the sports bet books, like the – Yeah. Where you can go sit in the chairs and look at the TVs. Circa was amazing. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but like the TVs and displays that they have – like, you can sit on that bottom level, and it is like an entire, like, movie theater sitting area where you can just sit there and see all the games. And if you don't want to be down low, you can go upstairs where there's more tables and slot machines and, like, the hotel, and then you can see it perfectly, too. They had a live radio booth to the left of it, and the guy was actually in there live, and then they're showing him on TV, too. And I'm like, I see that son of a bitch right there, and I see him right there on the screen. And I was like, one day... That'll be us. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have been there to see your excitement. <laughs> well, everyone else pointed it out to me. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. 
Because they're like, they're like, oh, they're like, dude, come check this out. This is awesome. Big country. Look at it. Mm-hmm. So I see it and I was like, yeah, like, did you guys not know? And they're like, well, I didn't realize it was just something that simple. And I was like, dude, you ought to see our office. But I remember being in Vegas for the opening weekend of college football a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to do a podcast show next to the sports book. I think we were at MGM. I don't remember. No, we were at Caesars. And mm. trying to do a show while people are live betting on sports mm-hmm. and losing their fucking mind is impossible. It's like, yeah. what's going on over there? <laughs> like, Dude, that was the I best part, the too. Like... <laughs> is, uh, our flight left. I had a late flight leaving yesterday. And so I am go to we're just, me and another buddy who both had a late flight. We decided to walk around, roll into MGM. They don't allow smoke in that casino, so it smelled great. And it was, it was a beautiful casino. You can't floor. smoke at the casinos anymore? Uh, some of them you could, but like this one, they didn't allow. It. That's a brilliant idea. I it was. It was. He was like, man, no wonder why it smells so good in here. Wait, and I you was smoke like, weed. <laughs> you could on the street. They just. It's. Oh, I. That was another thing too about Vegas is like no cops are on the streets. Like, you go to Joplin, and you see six, seven cop cars just trying to drive down Main Street. There, it's like you only saw them at like traffic lights, just trying to help in like traffic, just kind of people get through because there's so much going on. Like they're not, not walking the streets, forced There's, there. <laughs> not really. And then you got—I mean, people are like just open and caring and everything. It's like everyone just is on the mindset of like, I either won money or I'm losing money, but I'm not fucking with anybody else. You know, so uh, it's kind of cool. Where we're at in Missouri, we have like the second loosest liquor laws mm-hmm. compared to Nevada because of Vegas. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, like open carry. Like technically, in the state of Missouri, your passenger can have a open container. The the driver just can't. Yeah. Now it gets tricky because like within certain cities or counties, it's like yeah, actually no, you can't do that. But we have very loose liquor laws. Well, it's cool that they're loose about the liquor laws. Why don't you be loose on the betting laws? Because uh, my <laughs> matchmaker Monday, I'm ready to get into that. Yeah, uh, looser on the liquor laws, the weed, the gambling. I'm here for all of it. Yeah. I'm also here for Club Six Hundred Nine, home of the greatest happy hour in the world. Two o'clock until eight o'clock happy hour with two for one drink specials. $2 draft pours, and some great appetizers to go along with it, too. It's not the Vegas sports book, but there's also <laughs> sports on the televisions. Good drinks, good times, good people at Club 609. Absolutely. Next spot you guys should visit here, if if, if in Joplin, a lot of ifs there. When you come to Joplin, Missouri, make sure you visit downtown Louisville, get your car service at downtown It's not a matter Louisville. of if, it's a matter of when you come to Joplin, Missouri. Exactly. That's, that's my boy right there, dog. DowntownLube.com for the full list of services located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street, Downtown Lube. And you mentioned your matchmaker Monday and sports betting mm-hmm. is where I feel like you were going with that. It's just Missouri needs it. Like, I just I don't understand why they don't have it. If you could get the sports books here, like, it would be an incredible place to watch a game. Like, I want to go to Vegas on a weekend and watch like a football game. Watch all uh, the March Madness. football games there. March Madness would be like, electric there. It's not even in terms of just betting. Yeah, like just to mm-hmm. sit there and watch the games. It would be such an awesome atmosphere because you have all the different groups of guys and buddies. Like girls are also of course involved with it as well. But it's just like everyone's got all these random bets and like parlays going on, so everyone's cheering for something else. And it's just it's so cool to be sitting there quiet and all of a sudden someone hits a three and the place just erupts. And it was like, let's go. They hit. And then you just keep watching the game. There's just always – the energy is just always up. So I, I think I, it would be awesome to have a game, and I would love for Missouri to have that. There are just things that I don't understand. And here in Missouri and in a lot of other states, 
I can go and buy as much alcohol as I want to mm-hmm. and just get hammered ass drunk. But I can't buy a little bit of weed legally. <laughs> you got your medical card. Like, yeah. Like, how does that make sense at all? <laughs> or, you know, I can't gamble on games. I can't throw a little money. Like, who are you to tell me what I can't do with my money as a state? Boom, roasted. Right? Like, That's if I fair, have a, a gambling problem, I'm going to call 1-800-GAMBLER or whatever <laughs> now, it is. It was funny because there's a lot of those ads also out and about. And then also uh-huh. at the same time, it's like. $10 off, you place a bet. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But if you have a problem, call this number. Yeah. But you could put 10 bucks down. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just, I will never understand that until it's passed and it's different. Or the fact that I can just go to a different state and they're like, yeah, we're cool. Gamble as much as you want. But then when I come back home, it's like, no, no, no. You cannot do that. Yeah. Can't do that here. I don't, I don't get it. I can go buy a gun and carry it openly. If I want to in Missouri, I can drink as much alcohol as I want, but I can't put a little bit of bunny down on an athletic event. It's crazy how, like, when you go to Vegas and you see how pretty everything is, and then you look at Missouri and you see how shitty some stuff is and go, huh, I wonder what a key difference right. is. <laughs> right. Well, I can remember when Colorado legalized weed, <laughs> and then they were like, fuck, we don't know what we're going to do with all this money. Like, we, There's so much money. Make the state better. Look at that. We've got some really good farmers here in Missouri that could – that do grow really good weed. <laughs> they should just be able to sell it <laughs> legally. Uh, hey, corn's a little low this year on price, but this weed is through the friggin' roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first matchmaker Monday, mine is sports-related. Um, talking a lot of basketball, there are three teams that have really impressed me all year. That's the Bulls, the Cavs, and the Grizzlies. I want one of those teams to win the championship. Today. I would love to see a Bulls-Grizz. Like right? finals. Would the NBA love that? Probably not. They're not ready for the Grizzlies to be up there. But if one of those teams won, it would be phenomenal. And even the Cavs, I'm not a Cavaliers fan. I never have been. If they won a championship without LeBron, I think it would be the funniest thing that has probably ever happened. It would probably be one of the most impressive things, too, because the Cavaliers right? have actually built a freaking team. Oh, I know. Like LeBron's got to be looking at that team being like, fuck, I left that. At the same time, you kind of helped build it because you left. Yeah. But it's, like, the Cavs have a much better roster than the Lakers, especially 100%. if you remove LeBron. I'm like, oh, I could just throw him over here. Well, I mean, respectfully, LeBron's 37 years old. Mm-hmm. I saw someone say the other day where it was like, oh, you can't ask LeBron. Like, you can't depend on LeBron to lead this team anymore, like carry it on. To carry back. him, yeah. Yeah, he's 37. Right. Like, again, this is someone else's tweet, but it's like, let me retweet it publicly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the thing is you're looking for something you're looking for someone else to do it. That someone else is Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. And they are failing dramatically. And then you look They're at the not... Bulls with DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, who you had, and it's like uh Lonzo Ball, who you also had as DeMar a DeRozan, who was a free agent you could have had. Yup. <laughs> you done yeah. fucked up. It's like the the Bulls are good and the Cavs are good. And it's because of the moves that LeBron made. They're the anti LeBron James teams. <laughs> yeah. And they're both very good this year. And then, of course, the Grizzlies. John Morant this weekend was phenomenal. That 360 game. layup. It's stupid. To do that in an actual game. Yeah. And not and, not an all-star game. Like, there's real defense being played. Yeah. And also the fake pass that he did while still dribbling. He's like, oh, I got that from uh, CP3. Point mm-hmm. God. There's a part of that wants to try that. Again, I've been watching some basketball as well, mainly in terms of, like, mm-hmm. 
how can I incorporate some of this craziness into the weekend so I can have fun while also just being god awful and possibly hurting myself because my left ankle is still fucked up, and I don't know how good I'm going to be this weekend. Probably not very oh, good. Really oh. was. You know what? But that sounds just, like an excuse to me. It's just the truth because I one I already know it's not going to be very good, but two, it's like how much is this actually going to alter anything else? You're playing but it's like an I would alumni love to, basketball tournament. This yes. weekend, for those of you that maybe missed it or didn't know, because you don't follow Big Country's <laughs> draft every single move. You should or, if you're not. Or his Facebook comments. But you're playing in an alumni high school basketball tournament. Yes. Return into the old 1A gym. I'm going to go and watch. I'm not playing. I'm going to go and watch. Are you coming? Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Let's My mom's go. birthday is also this weekend, so I'm going to go in town and visit her. Well, two birds, one stone action. Uh-huh. I think she's going she's gonna to come with me. That's tough. That's <laughs> tough. You're bringing the whole family now. Hey, am I going to take a lot of videos? Yes. I am. You know what? I just, I'll just be deep. corset like Spike Lee. I am the Spike <laughs> Lee to your Reggie Miller. <laughs> Dude, please wear like a crazy wardrobe. Glad. Just go full Spike Lee on it. <laughs> I have my cowboy boots on. I'm going back home. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit kicking time, boys. We're here. <laughs> right. I have You're another matchmaker Monday, uh, too. We talked a lot about the Nets and the 76ers earlier. I need them in the playoffs against each other. And it's it can happen. Now, the Nets are a play-in team right now. But I think that it could happen to where if the 76ers are like the three seed and the Nets get the six seed, like that kind of match up in there with the play-in somehow. But Harden and the 76ers against Ben Simmons and the Nets. And then, like, even Kevin Durant like obviously hates James Harden right now. I'm sure Kyrie does as well. I need that drama. And the NBA is pretty rigged anyway, I think. They need to make this happen. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't care what refs you have to pay off, <laughs> what you have to do. Make it happen. Make it happen. And you should probably start it now so that you can get this seeding right. i like, hey, the Nets need to win this game, so they are bumped up a seed. They have to win this play-in game because we need them to play the Nets, or the 76ers. I think a 3-versus-6 would be awesome. A 2-versus-7, it's like, yeah, But I don't know, though. If you get like a 7 upsetting a 2 seed, that'd be... Right. Pretty and like crazy. the Nets, if the Nets come in as the seven seed, I think that's a little bit more. Like, they're not really a true seven seed. Yeah. So I, I think that it could be. Uh, right it's now, crazy. the 76ers are the three seed, and the Nets are the eight seed. It's crazy how different in my mind I go, oh, a six seed, like, you still got a chance. But a seven seed, as soon as I hear seven, it's like, you barely made it. Mm-hmm. Well, and even this year, it's so different. My mind's still not, like, comprehending the play-in games. Because yeah. seeds 7, 8, 9, 10 play each other, and then the seeding kind of changes. So it's not as traditional as, you know, 1 versus 8, 2 versus 7, and so on. But I need it to happen. I don't care what the numbers are in front of the team. <laughs> I need the Nets and the 76ers. Maybe, or maybe it's, you know, in the second round or whatever. I just need it to happen. I would love if it were the Eastern Conference Finals, but I need it to happen. The Eastern Conference Finals would be nuts because mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is killing Ben Simmons. Like, he would murder him to in turn, like, okay, we're going to the finals. See, I think a more likely fight would be Kevin Durant and James Harden. Really? I don't feel like they're that. I feel like it would be Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I feel like Kevin Durant's just like, I'm going to make sure I'm behind the three-point line this time. (laughs) I've sized down a shoe. (laughs) Did you see him with a fan heckling? Uh -uh. Uh, I think they they played at Milwaukee, and he was just kind of talking back and forth with a fan. And uh, the fan was like, oh, we beat you guys. And he was like, not this year, but last year. And then uh, Kevin Durant's like, oh, I'm going to win it all this year. And the fan's like, yeah, you just need to get one inch less shoe. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, got him. <laughs> and Kevin Durant just kind of like starts dying laughing and walks away. But in t- speaking of things that, you know, we do need and we need to see and that I would love to see my last Magic Maker Monday, Wi-Fi should be free on every single plane and hotel that you go to. That is stupid to pay for that. It is literally a necessity in life right now. Did you have to pay for it in the hotel? Fifteen fucking dollars. No shit. Usually it is free in the hotels. No, not Las Vegas. They just take all your money, dog. Or I've been paying for it and not knowing. <laughs> they they allow two devices and any um, other device added to it's fifteen dollars. Yeah. But as soon as you pay that fifteen dollars, that fucker works like a charm. Yeah. Not even a second thought of like, oh, you need this video to upload. On planes would be. Huge. You want to play this song on the you know the Bluetooth? There yep. it goes. I mean, I I used to travel a lot, obviously, and would fly. Mm-hmm. And it, but you would be flying, or even you see people tweeting about it now. Like you'd be flying, and then as soon as you land, realize like, oh shit, a lot of big things have happened. Yes. Like over the last you know two and a half, three hours that I didn't have service, mm-hmm. a lot has changed in the world. And like if I'm like Friday for the bachelor party going to Vegas, I had to take a late flight in. It got canceled out of Tulsa the, that day that it got canceled for. Beautiful day, no reason to freaking cancel. Stupid. F you Southwest. <laughs> but it was a situation of like I take the flight to Allegiant. And it was like, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm worried about one, I'll be honest, you know, tell the truth Tuesday here too on a Monday. I was worried that World War Three was going to break up while I was in the sky. I was going <laughs> to land in Vegas and be like, fuck, I don't get to go You're back. You're going to land in Vegas and there are troops waiting for you. <laughs> well, not necessarily that, but just like a bunch of shit went down. Because it was like a three-hour flight, and three hours in the air is a long time. Last time I was on a flight like that, I come back and landed in Kansas City, Kobe died. So I was oh, like, man. oh, my God, like, don't want anything like that to happen again. Like, I, that's something I do, like, worry about self-consciously. Like, I shouldn't say self-consciously, but just generally worry about. I was like, I'm going to take a flight and land, and it's just going to be, like, heartbreaking news when I get on the ground. For, like, a family you know, I've heard a lot like, of people say oh. that, actually. So it was like, I would like, like to be, I would like to stay connected with anybody that I need to be with while in the sky. So it was like, yeah. just offer free, like, Quality Wi-Fi, not the Wi-Fi where it takes 20 minutes for the load, like it's dialed or whatever. Yeah, I've paid for Wi-Fi on a flight before, and then it was just so bad that it wasn't even worth it. It's like, yes. I want my $10 back. Because I, I, I couldn't even browse Twitter. Like, it wouldn't even load. And I'm yeah. like, well, this is fucking And bypass me with that whole, like, oh, well, you're both the satellite tires, da 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 Like, you got all these other, like, signals going on, like planes in the air. That is true. We've been doing this long enough. You figure out a fucking solution. Right. Get, get with the times. Yeah, that's always been my thing. You're like, oh, it's supposed to put your phone on airplane mode. If it were that important, they would take our phones from us. Yes. And like, this is absolutely not happening. I'm not counting on some 85-year-old woman to make sure she turns her phone off. If it were that important, it would be like, hey, you got to show me that your phone's turned off. And, like, I do understand that. Or stored in your bag or something. Yeah, and I do get there's a lot of communication towers. There's a lot of planes, some close encounters that we may not even realize as we're in the plane, but the pilots are just freaking the fuck out. They got someone bypassing them in the front, above, and underneath, and they're just like, we have to coast right here. I think that happens so much more than we realize. Like, if you I, look at a flight tracker, there are so many planes, like, right above these. I get freaked out if you're flying and you see another plane. Yeah, that happens That's to like, me. Pff, man. And some of them, I'll tell you, they don't look very far away. Nope. And then you also realize how fast you're going. <laughs> Holy, and that's when it's like, you're on the communication towers, like, or, hey, uh, don't stop talking to me because where's the one that we don't see coming in the other side? Is it Breaking Bad when the air traffic controller makes two flights hit each other? Is that it? And there's a crash that falls in his yard and they keep flashing back to yeah, it throughout yeah, yeah. the season. Yeah, I think Great series. Haven't watched it in yeah. a really long time. That freaked me out for a long time. Yes. 
And probably the next time I fly, I'll. They also need on every airplane to let you know where the fuck you're at across the country. Yeah. Because when I look down and think, oh my god, that's Colorado, and it's Oklahoma City, I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) What? (laughs) How did you confuse those two? Well, I just made up those two cities, but it's like I have no idea where I'm at across this three-hour flight. It's not like like it's been an hour and a half. Uh I now know I'm in wherever. Flying over the Rockies is a little bit different. It's a little bit easier to be like. Yeah, I think I'm in Colorado. <laughs> but like going to the East Coast, there are times where I'm like, man, what, I wonder what that is. Mm-hmm. What part of the country? Am I? I'm always checking that. Yeah, I had the window seat and I was just like glued outside. <laughs> Every time I saw lights, I was like trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm very pro free Wi-Fi. Yes. I, I think it's almost one of those things that's becoming essential that is you should not be charged that much for Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like you can't pay your bills if you don't have the Internet. Yes. I, like, I know there are a lot of them who's like, oh, you could mail it. Nobody does that. When was the last time you mailed a bill? Yeah, it, only if you're 65 years old. They don't even mail bills anymore. They, right. they give you paperless. a discount to email it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm going to pay that service charge because it's late. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I do think that – and even like last year – not last year. It's been two years. During the pandemic when like, we started canceling schools and stuff, and people would just be like – Oh, I don't have the internet. Yeah. Everyone should have the internet now. Everyone. Yep. Just in, install it into every house. Mm-hmm. Even uh, – That's Elon Musk with all these yeah, damn satellites. Yeah, What's up with all these like, satellites? <laughs> now you have it. The control that that man has <laughs> is probably too much. Yeah. But like, even with time, Tesla. Like, regulate that shit. You regulate everything else. We're about to regulate what Russia gets from it. Like, oil, pff, fuck you. Done messed up. These tech right, companies, man, shit. we got to keep an eye on them. I remember when the hurricane hit in, like, New Orleans, and then they upgraded all the Teslas. Like, oh, now you can drive it 500 miles. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. You just <laughs> update back that. that up. That was an option <laughs> <laughs> that you're just not giving us. Oh. Or when I was a kid, there used to be the rumors that, like, uh, that car companies were buying up the plans or that gas companies were buying up the plans. But every car could get, like, 60 miles to the gallon. But oil companies would buy it and be like, nope, that's never going to happen. Because they wanted you to pay for gas. That's a conspiracy theory. What? But, yeah, that you'd get, you know, like an F-150 that could go 45 miles a gallon. But that Ford would buy up that plan and be like, fuck y'all. This is never going to see the production line. Conspiracy theory. It's probably not true. Dude, that is so, that shit, like, when I, it's hearing shit like that, it just pisses me off. Why do we try and fuck over everybody? Just right. be, just be nice. Nobody just cares about the customer. Everyone, why can't the best just be like the line? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is no, like here's the best? Only these guys get it. Oh yeah, yeah. If you really want good service, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck. The average person cannot do that. What about Sally over here working two jobs? Well, I guess she's going to have to get a third. Work a little harder. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Well, she she needs a college degree. Here's the thing: she's got fucking four of them. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be 35 this year. I'm just going to run for president. Ooh. Mellow 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I will get one vote. It will be me as a write-in. Uh, that's <laughs> it for our show today. And people should not vote for me. I would be very, very bad. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, that's it for us today, though. Big Country and I be back tomorrow. We do appreciate all of you guys listening along, especially in the call-in app, where we are live every weekday Monday through Friday, right here at 10 a.m. Central Time in the call-in app. It's super, super easy. Download the app, 
Search for Miked Up. Search for Mellow. Search for Big Country. You'll find us, and you'll find us right here back tomorrow on Tuesday. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show. We talked about him earlier. It's a real deal. You go in there and you mention us at Miked Up. They give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. No questions asked. Then you can just start looking for cars and finding that car of your dreams at Roper Kia. Thank you guys for joining us. Talk to you all tomorrow.